Hello, everyone, and welcome to your uncle's beach house, episode forty-six. I'm Jackson. I'm joined by M as usual. It's anime time. It's anime time. That's right. Uh, we're joined by a guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, hey, uh, I'm Red. Uh, never been on a podcast before, but I intend to have a good time. Yeah, we're very excited, and um, you've made us watch uh, Graham Bell. Uh, you say it you say it like an accusation I, I mean that's the premise of the show <laughs> i you know, i did make you watch grand bell that is what that's i did true. i enjoyed it quite a lot I, I you know just to cut this whole thing off of the pass i guess <laughs> <laughs> oh forced at gunpoint to watch grand bell <laughs> the, the premise of the reason i picked grand bell is because no one watched it so i have to make people watch it Damn. Um, I remember when this, because, you know, this is from, okay, Grand Belm is a 2019 anime uh, created and produced by Nexus, directed by Masaharu Watanabe, seems to have mostly done, like, ReZero, um, written by Juki Hanada, who's done uh, series composition script writing on basically every anime about girls that people have cared about in the last 10 years. <laughs> um it's just a killer list. It's uh, ridiculous. It's beyond ridiculous. Like we, you say that as an exaggeration, but it's it's like it's everything. It's like Love Live, yes. K-On, Ninja Joe, Place Further Than the Universe. Yes, uh, it's everything. Damn, it's everything. Um. Anyway, yes, the, 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 it, and it is notable for being a magical girl show with like SD style robots. Um, but they're big. They're real big. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I remember when this came out because it came out you know while we were doing Gundam and people were excited for it um and then it like people like passed around in the promotional video or whatever and then I never heard another thing about it no it uh it achieved like brief cult status towards the end of the season and then just vanished it sometimes feels like the people who watched the show were me and like thirty others yeah that, so, I guess that makes sense um though it's definitely sad. Yes, uh, you know, it's, it's, I guess, it's a genre mashup. I, you know, I expect Magical Girl fans rocked up and saw mechs and went, eh, and mech fans rocked up and saw Magical Girls and went, eh. And then some people didn't like the SD mechs, which, you know, we'll agree to disagree. Oh, we will have to agree to disagree, because uh, I briefly argued with Jackson about this. I, well, yeah, I came around in the end, but I, I was also very self-aware, and I was like, I don't know if I like the SD mechs that I was basically saying, oh... If, if only these mechs looked more like the mechs in every other show ever made by human hands. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're incredible. I they, love them. Yeah, yeah. They get very cool. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, the the situation of, like, what people keep up on in seasonal anime circles seems kind of depressing to all my friends who watch the cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, this came <laughs> out in the same season as uh, the second half of Demon Slayer. Uh, and every week, that was all everyone wanted to talk about. And it's like, it wasn't the best anime that aired even this weekend. I, you know, uh, uh, this is the thing. Like we don't we don't really follow uh, seasonal anime. Seems like a hard uh, beat to follow. But uh, I'm always like, oh well, then you know, I just wait and people tell me what's good and it rises to the top and then I just watch the stuff that people are like. Five years later, if you still think it's good, then I should probably watch it. It's probably pretty good. Um, but that like shows like this just get obliterated by that process. Yeah. I- I feel like that used to happen more, but like this because of how much anime there is, the seasonal anime like train is too strong, and things just get completely ignored. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a shame. Yeah, no, because um, like I'd kind of just forgot about it, you know. Because uh, I when you when you suggested we do this, I I was like, oh right, I remember that one I had the cool mix. Yeah, that's uh, you know, th- this is the reason why I brought it on. Yeah. Um, I guess I should briefly summarize what the anime is about. Uh, once upon a time, there was a bunch of magic. And then they sealed all of the magic away. All of the, the like, after a big magic war, they sealed the magic away into a thing called the Magia Canatus, which is just a bit, it's just the, like, Utena Castle, basically. <laughs> um, yes. And, uh, in like in the modern age uh the castle comes at the the full moon uh to grant power to girls who could aspire to be the princeps mage and they all fight in their big mechs called the armanoxes to determine who is going to be the one to inherit the power of magic um our protagonist is a girl named mengetsu who uh 
gets roped in with a uh, another girl named Shingetsu who's been fighting this war and it wants to get the power to destroy the power um, and is against uh, people who just want it for their own purposes or to help a loved one or the normal things that a post you know any magical girl but especially a post Madoka show would be about like the wishes of the, these girls um and uh it turns out they're like a good duo when they work together because people don't really work together in the the you know magical battle um and throughout the story we eventually uh get revealed that Mengetsu is not real but is instead a manifestation of Shingetsu's willing, like, desire to win and have someone who, like, supports her because she's just been kind of treated poorly the entire time because everyone else subtly, unconsciously, uh, like, has recognized that, uh, the Magia Kanadis has, like, chosen her. If anyone's going to win, it will be her. And, uh, their envy of her, uh, because of that is, like, causing them to attack her. Um, and so she has to invent a friend and that friend ends up being the, the nicest girl in all the world and it helps her achieve her goals and she destroys magic. The end. <laughs> the end. Yeah. The she end. just does it. She just does it. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. The actual thing. The actual thing we have to talk about before we talk about <laughs> uh-huh. anything really? else about really? the themes or the plot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This, th- this show ends on the most blatant <laughs> Zeta Gundam like not even an homage they just steal the end of Zeta Gundam and put it in this show uh-huh. <laughs> we were losing our minds well I, I saw them lose their minds and I, and I was watching it and I'm like I've less than 10 minutes left like this is you know I'm, I'm enjoying it but like I think the plot's fairly generic in terms of what it's doing and it's not like what the hell what could be contained within this final stretch that made them lose their mind like that <laughs> and then suddenly out of nowhere they just play five like you know 30 seconds of Zeta Gundam uh, at the end and uh, I lost my mind damn oh. Um, I, I can't imagine, I'm surprised th- at least this bit hasn't like been bigger. I'm surprised I hadn't seen it before, I guess is my thing because I, f- I'm just clued in enough onto like Gundam posting that I feel like I would have seen it. There's so it- much Gundam in this show. <laughs> yes. Susho has no legs. She does. Yeah. She does have no legs for a bit. She's like, it's fine. I don't need legs. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, I also was surprised because like I've seen that pop team epic bit. I've seen other like parodies of you know the end of Zeta Gundam before. Uh, I would have assumed this would have done the rounds. If it didn't, I, that is really sad about how many. I mean, it definitely show, might have, and I just missed it. That definitely happens. I'm not that clued in. You know, yeah, I'm trying I, to avoid. You know, I'm I'm not that aware of anyone else posting it that much. I you know I I think I'm in the official Grand Palm Discord, which isn't very big. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah that you know that's the show it, it, it's weird because like it's very much like i was watching this i'm like i like this kind of story but this is definitely just doing the motions of this sort of story throughout most of it and i think the the stuff around Mengetsu not being real and the, the episode 11 where she just kind of hangs out and contemplates not not existing and what that might mean is like th- that's when I'm like, this show, this show's good. This show's got mm-hmm. a thing and it's going to hold on to that thing and that thing's going to carry it. Um, but, uh, you know, it, like the initial premise is like, I'm like, I've seen a bunch of anime like this, but very few of them are mecha. And honestly, only one comes every couple of years. It's just like, we're so spoiled by not watching seasonal stuff that I'm like, I'm like, oh, right. This is like a kind of show that just doesn't get made much. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I think this is the only new. This and um, Genlock are like the only new mecha that have hit since we started doing Gundam, basically. That's not true. That's impossible. That's, that's I don't... Mm. I would... There's not that much. There's just not that much. It's not a genre that's like popping off. Uh, there's the 86, but uh, it's not bipedal stuff. Is that a mecha? It's, Apparently. It's, like, it's, it's in... got like machines. Yeah, they're in like four-legged uh, uh, tanks. Okay. Um, and there's like those... Uh... Uh, quadruple S shows, whatever the, uh, the dinosaur yeah, yeah. one. Gridman is a Toku Gridman. thing, not a mech thing. Um, sure, but that, that you know, you want to go I'm just all saying, this way. I think there's, I think there's a, the, the, those are the two biggest silos in like the stuff that we we cover, and it's uh, the other one. I think Sunrise Sunrise have a new thing coming out relatively soon. Uh, okay, I'm not sure how good it looks, but everyone's watch watching it. Get a Robo. 
Everyone's watching Get a Robo. This is true. So, so that, so that, you know, there, there's one. But I get, I know that's like Get a Robo has been go- has existed since the '70s. That doesn't. Oh, count. you're looking for a new mecha show? <laughs> yes, I mean new mech stuff. <laughs> okay, I guess '86 is the closest thing because that. Yeah, yeah that, that, they that just don't hard. make this stuff. <laughs> um. Yeah. Tragically, that's basically true. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, all 2D mech stuff is especially rare. Mm-hmm. Or I didn't even think as I was watching it that this isn't the mechs aren't 3D. No, the mechs are all hand drawn. Um, and like I mean, I, I I noticed it right, but I didn't pay because I'm not watching seasonal anime and especially like a lot of modern mech because of where the podcast is at. Right, mecha stuff is done in 3D now, like as a rule, yeah. generally. The the production on this was pretty unique. Um, it apparently had a very long lead up time. Like apparently it was all finished like before episode one aired. Um, oh wow! Uh, that's that's what I've heard. Um, and like, uh, it, a lot of the people working on it, uh, like they just got together and said, "I just want to make a uh, uh, an anime with uh, chibi robots in it." And then from there, the team gets together and uh, we. <laughs> there's an interview where um, you know they talk about well, how you know, how, uh, how did you. Uh, uh, how did you decide on the show's visual expression? Um, and the answer is, well, our director is a is a an edgy Tomino fanboy, um, <laughs> and so that's was, fair. You know, they just they just wanted they wanted to make the show. Um, yeah, it did a great job at it. Um, I I quite like the show. Uh, where do you want to start actually talking about the show itself? Who? Um, so here's the thing, like. This, uh, I was watching this kind of thinking about this in the same way that I think about there are people who make the argument that like Symfo Gear is a mech show. Um, and I've only watched the first season, so I, I don't know all of Symfo Gear, but my reaction to that is kind of the reaction to this is that like the, the structures of a mech show to me is so like thematically and narratively important to what they are. Um, and this being like a hybrid magical girl mech show, like this is a magical girl show with mechs in it. This is not a mech show in the way I think of the things that make a mech show, a mech show are. This is specifically about like the claim. Some people make that magical girl shows and mecha shows are the same, just with boys or girls. And they're like, I just fundamentally don't, yes. a- don't agree. Yeah. But thema- thematically, they are just interested in different things. And this is interested in the magical girl thing of like, you know, as expressed, uh, in the modern sense, through Madoka, of incompatible wishes between various girls who all deserve yeah. better. And, mm. and the ways in which, like, those things are put into contest when they don't have to be, like, a source of strife and someone trying to operate, at, like, to dissolve the, the battle itself, right? Mm-hmm. Like, well, that's the Madoka thing, is where the theme became, we reject the whole premise of, you know, some people want things and come into conflict and we're going to throw that away. Um and I understand there's like similarities to mecha stuff there because it's also about people put into conflict through structures. But the the mecha that we have seen and the, the genre at large is far more about like the identities of the pilots being like supplanted by the conflict rather than being and by the by a state by a state. Yes, like, yes. There is no uh, Magiconius or whatever whatever this versions of you know the Walpurgis Knight is. What's it called specifically? I think uh, it was Magic- the Magiconatus. Ma- 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 Magic- yeah. yeah, but that's not really a mecha concept. That is the peak Magical Girl thing, um, mm-hmm. and the ways they uh, like the two genres express the like conflict uh, is it's just it's just different. And this is all Magical Girl stuff. And I had a great time with um with it as it went, especially in the back mm. half. Um, because I think the first half is is good, but fairly like it's where it's, it's, it's most generic. They spend a lot of time on the arc where like the the protagonist girl is the strongest, but then the other girl is sad because she's not as strong. And um, I've been I'm reading Naruto lately, so I've seen this about seven <laughs> times um, that in the last does week. End with the girl who's not very strong doing six spin kicks in her mech, though. It's so sick. Um, well, yeah, that's the other side of this. Is it also in the second half of the show? Uh, they sp- they spend all their money. They don't even spend like yeah. in mo- in most shows. You expect them to spend okay most money episode one, so people actually watch the fucking show. Then for the rest of the show, and then you know we'll get we'll bounce out as people spread throughout. Uh, they just were like, no, we need the ending to be sick, and basically all the first five episodes can be fairly quiet. Because uh, by the end uh, they're going all out. Whereas I started this, I was like, that's you know fairly restrained and cheap show. Like the op, the ed is one image, and the op is like animate like 
showing showy animation cuts all from the show um and i was like i wonder wonder what house is going to look as it goes and eventually it just like opened up into being like wild in a way that took me very off guard mm-hmm. yeah um yeah no because the uh the next stuff ends up like once um uh kuon's mech the sengetsu baika shows up with the like fans like the it's like the i have like a sd Kubli Diao Chan from Three Kingdoms. Um, and it has these like fans. Uh, mm-hmm. and I was like, immediately was like, this, this is the thing. This is, this is what I wanted. Uh, you made a, a cool like Kubli style mech that can do all this stuff, has light fans. Um, and then like starts doing Gundam F91 stuff. Yes. Uh, pop for that. <laughs> uh, when the, when the little wings come out of the shoulders, it's like, oh, yes. it's the thing. Yeah. Um, between between like the after image uh spoiler f91 spoilers and then the the main mech uh the white lily having like the victory wings of light yes uh well fed here <laughs> uh yes there's a lot of the show that is just pandering but you know what i'm not above that i'll take it yeah like, we're so we're so to. far away from build i've not yet been pandered to <laughs> that's true eventually <laughs> we can join everyone with build and get truly pandered to with our bullshit um but for now we'll take this yeah uh, yeah, so I, f- I found the action, like, really good, especially since, like, the way it is structured is every mech is, like, really distinct in their abilities, and it's about uh, that stuff being utilized for, like, the storytelling of, you know, um, the uh, Aconite Gree makes uh, replicas, like, like little Zaku replicas, and how do you deal with a bunch of little Zaku replicas um, as, like, the main way in which they deal with their first big antagonist. And then the next one's, like, the mage that does a bunch of ranged magic stuff, uh, which is, like, radically different, uh, is, like, the fake Ziong of this. And it, that sounds good, too. Like, it's just uh, the way in which they escalate doing, like, a battle without it just being, like, battle rages sort of stuff because everyone's like you know there's no grunts everyone's a character like distinct fighting styles it's really good it's not it's not typically the kind of anime that i watch so like like episode um, five is basically all fight from beginning to end and it's mm -hmm. like it's never doing the same thing yeah yeah, the long process of just figuring out how Nene is doing like the big sniping and what that means and how to confront it is is just all really good Mm. What if you have a cool spaceship? What if you didn't have a mech? It's actually just a spaceship. <laughs> Someone brought their shmup into the mech fight. It's pretty sick. It is pretty sick. It is. And the way all these fights, especially in the um, earlier stuff before it just becomes like one-on-one showdowns, uh, interspersed with the the school plot, I think works very well. Um, in the they have an energy of like, <laughs> you know, every story you read about Eve online. <laughs> um. Kind of. I'm going. So, there's a whole part of the show where basically everyone's like, so everyone's competing with each other, but then the plot is they can't do anything because the moon only goes to full moon every so often. So they have to, like, secretly get in friends with each other and find out things about what they're planning and this group's planning. And it's really good. And I really like how um, much it feels like, you know, I, I go to even like it's a funny gamer version of this, uh, but it's just like kind of high school nonsense. Um, and I think it like um, it feels uh, what is my, it doesn't feel like superfluous. Hmm, what, I'm looking for a different word, but it it doesn't feel like oh, with serious dark times in high school, right? It it, yeah. it links the high school stuff and the high school tone of when they're trying to find out information about their death battles uh, really well. Um, yeah, Shin, Shingetsu uh, joins Mangetsu's school to keep an eye on her. And in the process, we get comedy about, you know, she, she she hasn't been to Japanese school. She doesn't know how this works. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I think it does a really good job with the classic, you know, bits of... They're all fighting each other to death at night, but they're all going to, like, hang out in the middle of the day. Um, mm-hmm. And that that stuff is just good, you know... Sometimes you, just, you you still you still have to be friends the rest of the time at least mostly and exist together and, and that yes. tension the way it talks about that is very good. There's uh, this even threads the needle on my literal least favorite trope, which is uh, I'm actually an adult but I look like a little girl character because uh, Nene yes. has been stunted due to magic, but all that means is she hangs out with like 
like kids who look like her and by that i mean mangetsu's younger sister and uses like a vector to spy on them and be like i'm just a little baby when she's discovered in a way that's very funny um as her sisters just give her no end of shit about like being uh like this all the time her sisters are great they're great yes yeah just having like a support team it's like my two sisters on their laptop back at home while i'm doing the mech battle is very good yeah um not not a dynamic that i i've seen in any of these um and uh it, it's nice like she ends up being like a good character because um it, they don't take it with like she's like they just let her be kind of the hothead character instead of trying to like play on her being the adult in a way that's like meaningful in any way mm. um but at the end like once magic's erased we get to see her like a full like head and a half taller than everyone else uh which is great still getting bothered by this child yes yeah, still <laughs> by this child yep um, then like uh, the, the first half of the show mostly revolves around Anna, who is just the literal worst person. <laughs> um, which she is, she's like part of a you know magic family that's got prestige and wealth and influence, um, and has just used that to be like the lord of this game. Like I'm going to win. I have people who are willing to support me to see me win because I'll reward them once I'm you know the the princess mage. Just going for it in like a miserable way and the way that she treats uh shingetsu is like the the inciting incident like her we they were friends and then that fell apart but while they were kids she gave shingetsu a crystal it makes her like it gives her magical aptitude that she shouldn't have uh and makes her like very difficult to defeat um and that's just good. It's great. I, she's a great mech like all yeah. her decoys and stuff really work the way in which she uh you know, makes everything personal in her fight is like so different than all of the rest of the girls. Like she's the only one who is playing a sports anime. Everyone else is like having like an existential struggle. Um, and she's just here to win and be nasty in a way that is, uh, great. Yeah. Her, her just being, I, I, I think one of the, it's like funny that she gets so far in grand Belm, despite, you know, everyone around her insisting, well, you're not actually that strong. And like like the only person she seems like she just can't beat is Shingetsu, uh, which is just she hates that. It's great. She's basically mm. living in ping pong um, <laughs> while everyone else is in uh, this this other show. <laughs> yes, I really hope the the voice actor got appropriately compensated. <laughs> <laughs> she is screaming. She is. Um. The other thing that uh, we didn't touch on is when you're defeated in the fight, you are erased from existence. Um, and Anna gets like fully, totally erased. Like ever, like no one even thinks about her once she's gone. She's gone. Um, and, which is like in comparison to uh, Kuan, who you know get gets killed like deeper into the show. Um, but um the Grand Belm fighters themselves, because she's made friends with people, they still carry a memory of her. Um, a great, you know, angst to them as they realize, oh, even her sister's forgotten about her. Um, but even her sister has, like, a lingering memory of the idea of her. Because um, Mangetsu talks to her sister and is like, uh, do, oh, you know about Kuan? She's like, I don't know anyone by that name, but it's a nice name. And smiles and like a, you know, way that touched her heart. And that stuff's good. The way it, it builds the idea that, like, even being erased from existence isn't permanent if you have connections with others. Mm. Which is like peak anime stuff, like capital A anime, capital S stuff, but uh, I'm this, always here for that. This show is nothing if not capital A anime. Yes. Yeah. I mean, this is just some like Kingdom Hearts bullshit. Uh, yes. But especially with if you want to be rude about it, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the main characters are nobody. What do you want from me? <laughs> That's true. That's true. Damn. You play like that. You're going to make me like the show less. <laughs> <laughs> this is better than Kingdom Hearts about it. Um, but I think it's really well handled in, in how, like, it brings up all these ideas and the ways in which, uh, magic, like, changes concepts such as identities, uh, memories, death, like, all these things are being, uh, manipulated from everyone's basic understanding of how they work by magic, uh, and the conclusion to all of this is that doesn't matter, that's fake. <laughs> um, I, I love how, like, little development there is in this, development is the wrong word, how, like, the plot of the show is is about how Shingetsu knows what to do, and her only challenge is to not 
throw that away, right? She doesn't have to realize the answer. She knows the answer. She knows the answer from minute one. And the point is that all of the trials in the way are, li- are just that. They are just things to make her try to doubt herself. And all she has to do is not do it. And then she can fix everything. And she does. And <laughs> it's really well handled. She just has to be a hero. Just long enough. She does it. Yeah. She does it. Um... But there's so many of these shows where like, they come to the end of the world and they see a new realisation about the way things can go or the this and that. And like a- every stage here, like the whole reason Meg gets to exist is to make her realise that all of that is fake. She knows what she believes and her existence is to fight for it. Therefore, she should just do it. And I, I like that as a way of handling like this kind of plot. Because it's-, it's a very generic plot, right? She fights against the other girl who's like, ah, oh, humans can only be selfish. And she goes, no, humans can learn. Um, and so that stuff's all like you know in every show uh, mm-hmm. but the specific framing of, of uh how shingets is like always wanted to do this um and this isn't like a you know there's no grand revelation every single thing that the like uh magic hunter says at the end is just uh you know she has the strength to just do it just fucking do it uh and it's it's so good um, I mean, I, if I could manifest my best self to yell at me when I'm not being my best self, I feel like I'd be my best self more often also. <laughs> yes. Uh, it helps that her best self has a cool, uh, like, mech that goes berserk. Yes. <laughs> Yo, the final battles in this show! <laughs> They're so good! The last two really episodes good. of this show, so the, the, the second to last episode is the, like, um sad slice of life before everyone uh stops existing episode uh and that one's really good there's a bit where she like writes goodbye with a sparkler and then fades from existence and then is that's a psych that she didn't do that (laughs) she just did that to like give everyone a nice closure uh as she gets she goes behind the trees (laughs) it's like you can't just pretend to fade away as you drop the thing you gotta talk to me well, they like they like invite her little sister to go camping with them, yes. and she like just can't remember her name. She can't hold on to it, uh, oh, it's and it's it's good. That stuff's good. Yeah, uh, because everyone else will like be reborn in the new world and uh, free from magic. Yes, uh, but she is born of magic, so she yeah. won't. Um, yeah, she cuts onions in that episode. It's, uh, you know, yeah, yes. <laughs> um, and. They do that, and then it goes to the last two episodes, and I was like, oh, are they going to really be two straight episodes of, like, full-on battle animation? That seems, like, ambitious for the show. And it totally is. They go so far. Whew, uh, these are good fights. Yeah, the, f- uh, the yeah. first no. half of the la- of the very last episode, the Shingetsu versus uh, Suisha fight, is... It's great. I love it. Yeah. It's um, really sick. The uh, Shusei stuff is really interesting because she reveals like two thirds of the way in that she is not human. She is something else. But we don't really find out what that is um, until like the very end, uh, like as she's like as she's dying. But like the way in which they depict her as like she's been around for a thousand years and has lived through this battle over and over again and just sees humanity as incapable of like being worthy of the power or using it properly. Um there's a bit where she's confronting uh I think it's Shingetsu maybe even gets on the roof and she just turns into like this black smear like of like oh, this arc that's it, like yes. arcing across yes. arcing across her. Uh and it's so good. This is yes this is the reveal that this is her revealing to Shingetsu that she's in the yes. bottoms. <laughs> yes. Uh, then at the very end, like uh, her, her final moments, uh, her hands turn into the doll hands that Mangetsu had. So she is also like a manifestation of some, some other will that has continued on, um, which is always good. Uh, love when the villain is just the sad version of the protagonist. Yeah. Well, all of the like both Mangetsu and uh, Shiso are like the the ways in which the the um, magic uh beings I get like the dolls that are spawned by magic are all it implies like on some level meant to test or at least make you know produce the circumstances for someone like Shingetsu to actually come along and do the thing. Yes, um, like her job is to fight everyone until someone can beat her and originally she wanted that to happen and is now just disgusted it doesn't yes. to, to fight everyone everyone, and also just ruin everyone's life outside of that with those fights yes 
Yeah, yeah. She um, the the this this almost godlike champion of the who is the best magical girl uh, for a, a thousand years. Uh, she's played by Aoi Yuki, who is just Madoka. Yes, yes. just Madoka, <laughs> which is uh, very good. Uh, she's also the uh, Hibiki in Sinfo Gear, yes, uh, main character in that. So that was also very good. <laughs> uh, uh, her getting to play like so against type was delightful in this. Yeah. Uh, I I want new Robucci movie coming out. I want I want I want Devil Madoka. I want it. <laughs> I'm I'm really curious. And the, the fact that he wrote the script like four years ago at this point is really yes. Like, what the what the yes. hell's in that thing? Uh, anyway, uh, check back in two years to talk about that. Um, but yeah, 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 and then like um, Magetsu herself, right, is like. They don't be explicit about it, but I get the sense that on some level, Magic Hunter's just like, it, it's it's a response to Shingetsu's wishes for a friend and like a heart and everything. But it's also the Magic Hunter's being like, okay, if you want to actually rid the world of magic, you can't like have no, you have to, your best friend has to be magic then. Fuck you. <laughs> um, because it, it's not a choice when you like, aren't you've already cut yourself from everyone right uh yeah. there's no there's no sacrifice there that's not like a test or any you know so there's another defense mechanism in its own uh system and i don't even know if i would call it a defense mechanism just a recognition that what you're doing is a responsibility you are taking up because it's yes. easy to say i'm going to take the power and throw away the power when it doesn't mean anything as like a like this is what anyone would do you have to understand why people would be drawn to it to understand what it means to say no to it yes Mm-hmm. Um, because it's right uh, after the battle's over, and she goes into the Magia Canatus and like is getting like angel wings and increasingly larger crowns, and it's just like uh, there's a bit there where uh, Suchet's like ghost form is hanging out. Like you could do anything now. You're gonna choose to do this. Like even after all this, you you fought and you've lost everything. You're just gonna throw this all away. You, who knows? You're taking on all of magic. You also could be erased by this, and uh, just like the one la- last attempt to like challenge her resolve is yeah, really she, yeah, good she doesn't she doesn't give up she gets zeta gundam she does not give up yes <laughs> she it's not that she just gets stabbed like soroka she also does the like reaching up she does, and, like haha <laughs> you'll you'll face she does the yes. face it's the whole scene yeah it's really good oh it's amazing she doesn't um, even need legs she doesn't need legs no uh yeah, and then they just get to the, this stuff is really good because it's like um, you know there's, there's some even galleon stuff here. It's also bottoms in a different way, um, and like like you know the questions of you've come to this point and you have to make these decisions. And it's a situation where I'm thinking about other shows that have, have done this, and specifically I'm thinking about the recent even galleon move, which I won't go into specifics if no one wants me to. Um, but uh, the, the decisions made in that are not dissimilar to the decisions made in this, but they are framed so differently here. Uh, this uh, you know, when even Gellium instrumentality happens, it is always questions of like togetherness and family and cowardice to live on or not. And this is and this has none of that. This is purely like a material concern that she has seen as right and must like understand that that wish is more important than um, you know, the friend she's made in this journey. She had the desire, she's going to do it, and she does it. Uh, and it's like framed just very differently. Uh, to how I expected from this kind of uh, scene. My my thing with this is this is like Madoka's show ending, yes. But with a with a with more sympathy for the choice, like Madoka's show. Red, you don't mind if I talk about the end of Madoka. You've seen Madoka, right? Oh yeah, yeah I've seen Madoka. Okay, so it ends with Madoka choosing to take on the burden of like you know the sin that would turn people into witches like forever throughout history. Madoka takes on and will live on like separate from time as like a goddess who treasures all of that stuff. Um, and that's not what is done here. Like it removes the capacity for that stuff. It, it says like even having the choice, like making the choice better for people if it means one person's suffering isn't worth it. Um, but Shingetsu in doing so. Uh, removes herself from reality and exists as like a ghost state, but has already talked to Mangetsu about like, 
it's fine because you can you're still you're still living you're still here you can still like see and and experience things in the world and it's worth doing there's a bit where um in i think it's in that episode 11 where man gets he's like if i can eat pork buns and just like read books and live in the world it doesn't matter if i'm cut off from people and can like you know if i if i'm doing that and i've helped people that's enough i don't need to exist in people's memories when i can just live knowing that i did my best um and that's what shingetsu ends up carrying with her um and, and sees like in the final like scenes they see that uh you know mangetsu mangetsu's been remade like in the world because she had her own free will. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's her people too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Once you start making your own decisions, it doesn't matter if you're a real person or not. You're, you're now a sentient being and that has responsibilities and fallout. Man gets who's real. And she's a there's hero. A, there's a bit at the yeah. end where she's talking to him. <clears throat> she's aware. She's just like, ah, oh, she's dull and she's not real. And then like, I think she gets, it says, this is how children work. They're part of yes. us, and then they have their own make their own decisions. This isn't actually a special thing. Even if it came from magic, this is like no different to how any existence works. Uh, it's actually really simple and not complicated at all. We're Shooting all not real multiple real. anime throughout time directly <laughs> in the head. <laughs> yes, it's so funny. Uh, yeah, Mangetsu cuts cut, cuts to the point very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I like that, like, you know, kind of Evangelion and like reset idea in this, particularly because it's done in a like a kindness has been done and there's like a price paid, but like it, it doesn't, it's not the burden that's going to carry on forever. Like Shingetsu and Mangetsu are going to meet again in this school now. Like that's going to happen. That's how the show ends. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just is like hopeful in a way that like, you know, there's enough of these that are trying to be serious and talk, like talk deeply about like what it means to retreat backwards. Um, the Evangelion stuff is like particularly pointy because that's like a 20 year old thing. This is like a 13 episode anime from two years ago. Like it's not trying to point back to nostalgia necessarily. It's talking about like the capacity for characters to grow. Like Nene gets to be tall because she doesn't have magic anymore. It like gives the capacity to grow up, which is a thing magical girl content it prevents like you can't be a magical girl and an adult it just doesn't happen but it also doesn't feel like um i guess it doesn't feel like a deus ex machina but that's like not because like it, it is magic right? she might, <laughs> it literally is but i mean like as it is deployed in uh like the evil stuff that we we're annoyed about it like erases possibilities of the world that already exists and this mm-hmm. show isn't about that idea uh it is about the fact that like this power exists and shouldn't, uh, mm. and without it, uh, like there's no, there's no like metatext thing. There's no like, oh, we can make the perfect world. There's no like question of like, what should or shouldn't we do. In fact, like Shingetsu's whole thing is like everyone else. The whole point is everyone else stands there and has a moment of weakness and decides to make peace happen. I will do this, right? I will change this. I will make the thing. Uh, she says, like, everyone keeps going on a piece, and they, they keep saying that, like, maybe we can use the power in this way or in this way, uh, because it's too great a power. Everyone says that, and she's the only one that just doesn't. And it's more about that. It's far more similar to, um, not in a metaphysical way, but, you know, that, like, Volumes is a series about what, he, what it is to be powerful, but, like, not be a person who does not wish to use that mm-hmm. power and how, uh, like, you know, kind and difficult that is to, to be as a person. And th- that's what this reminded me of. Yeah, and also yeah. Vodomsk-esque is just like, you know, like, Suisha is just busy telling Shinketsu, you know, you will erase this power, there will continue to be other kinds of power. Like, there, there, are, there is a real world outside of this anime. And Shinketsu goes, yeah, I'll still do it. She said, yeah, I, I can't, I can't fix those. I'm not. This is not what the story's about. I gotta fix what I can. Yeah. She's like, oh, basically yells at her and goes, you know, even if you destroy this magical metaphor for conflict, you know, still war exists outside. And then she gets a response. Yes, I'm not a moron. Shut <laughs> up. It's really funny. God. Um. Yeah, uh, the way in which it like deals, like relatively concretely with the idea that like the the magical shortcut has its own like benefits and like negatives and like these characters are reflecting on that is good. You just it's not a thing that I see necessarily a ton of, and like I'm not like super well watched in the genre, but like I don't think I've seen a show just like grapple with that so directly. Um, mm-hmm. 
Because often getting rid of magic is seen as like the either like the villain speech, right? Like right, but too much. Mm-hmm. Like if like another show would have Shingetsu as the the evil character that's like I've been misused by magic and so many other people have, and so I must destroy it. And then the Mangetsu would be like, but look at all the good it does and protect it and find some like middle path. Um, and Shingetsu just standing up there and being like, my wish, get rid of it. And the moon changes to blue and that's it. No more mutants. No it, was, it was her wish in episode two. It's her wish in episode 13. <laughs> yes. Because yes. there's even a bit, there's even a bit, um, it might be like in the episode 12. I don't remember, but there, there's a bit where she like finally has a moment of doubt and she stops. She's like, Wait a second. I mean, Getsu doesn't exist for me to have doubt myself like this. Knock it off. Should not be doubting myself at this yeah. moment. We're right here. We've, we've made it. Yeah, Mangetsu um, episode 12 gives her whole speech about why yes. Shingetsu should do this. You know, Shingetsu's not just going to not do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, like, she's just taunting Mangetsu and being like, but you won't exist after this. And then Mangetsu's like, that, I know. This, this is what it means to fight for something. Uh, I did this, this means last episode. Yeah. Yes, we already, we've already gone through this. You weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't invited to the party. Really, really one over by the end. Really, really like the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, yeah. it's it's one that a, a lot of people kind of uh, dropped it like a a couple episodes or th- like three episodes in. Uh, but yeah, sticking with I it. I could see that. Yeah, uh, was a uh, really rewarding. Uh, I mostly just stuck with it because I thought, well, this is a dumb show, but they are letting these girls scream like they're in Dragon Ball. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, I was like, oh, I like, I really like the mechs, so I'm like here for that. Um, I like the style of show, and I just don't get to watch a lot of it because of the work we do. So I was like, mm-hmm. you know, this is totally fine. Um, and then it turned out to be really rewarding. I, I like I said, the second half I think is really good. So yeah, I I also really liked um the you know how like after Madoka, the entire perce- like everyone's perceptions of the magical genre drama just breaks. Um, yes yes uh and there is a way that i assume people can read this and pitch this as like this is like what if being in a magical girl was like being in a death game uh and while i think that is like a true thing you can say i think it handles the like you know this is a dark magical girl so stuff really well all the like moments of tragedy uh and like shocking violence never feel indulgent um and mm-hmm. it's just good. It's just like a really good one of those. It's just kind of like emotionally intense. It never feels like needlessly dark or, need, you know, because there are shows after Madoka yeah. that become the thing that people wrongly accuse Madoka of being. Yes. Yes. Uh, I've seen a couple of them. They're not good. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, this just feels like a very earnest one of those shows. Yeah. Even, mm-hmm. even, even at its like most bleak when Kuon is just doing the absolute best that anyone can and still just get stabbed to death. Um, it's not... It It still works. It still... It has the scene with her sister um, and Mangetsu afterwards. Um, it's... it's a, and there's a, no blood. It's not no, like a bloody it's not show. Blood. It's not, it's not a bloody show. And I feel like that's often the direction they go, right? It's like the magical girl where they got blood in their faces. It's often, you know, that's, that's the, the coward's easy way of getting this across. And this is far more abstract. Uh, you know, they, they, they love their imagery with the puppet strings. There's one, so I, I was kind of, um, like, mm, there's like these puppet mechs. I don't know about the like mech control things until, uh, the last episode in which one of the coolest things in the world happened oh, with this Shin- control system. She gets to use her wires to trick Sushi. <laughs> She gets out the mech, but she's still got the like wires and can use the mech outside of the mech. Oh, that is cool. That is a cool mech moment. Thing. Yes. The show knows how to do hype. It really does, yeah. It drops the OP compulsory. Uh, <laughs> but it does sick. play it during the final battle, which is yeah. always sick. I, I pop for that. <laughs> yes. Uh, Shingetsu I, says her line to Suisho this time. It's it's great. You can yes. never defeat me. And then the only she um, never could. Yeah. Then the only uh, like <laughs> yeah. The biggest bit of actual, like, explicit uh, violence in the show, and even this is, like, toned down for the original, is just when they do the Zeta Gundam animation. Yes. <laughs> yes. The, there's no middle bit of the sword for Suisho to get stabbed with. She's just tucked no. in there. 
Uh, she gets the wider shot shows her like being stabbed, but like it just kind of goes through her because they're copying the original shot. Then it cuts away. Then it, when it goes back to the wide shot, she's like being tucked in there. Yeah, because uh, it doesn't really work for the like designs of the mechs they have, but they really make it work because they need they want this Zeta Gundam shot. They want to do the shot. Uh, it's good. Um. I searched for tweets about Grand the uh, Grand Velm Zeta thing, and the first one I got was from my friend Kobats, who apparently watched the end of Zeta Gundam and the end of Grand Velm on the same day. You're probably going to so. see tweets from me if you scroll for, like, half a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so we knew that this wasn't, like, a super popular show. What we didn't know is that the, the people in anime watching it were, like, our friends. <laughs> That's it. It's our yes. friends in the, yeah. in the one Discord hanging out making tweets about Grandma Tam. The show oh, yep. Here's your, here's your tweets. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. The, there's probably something about the sound. I think the soundtrack to this anime can get very Zeta Gundam sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, no, fair enough. I, I'm... Um, uh, Glad we did this one around now, because as of like two weeks ago, I had not watched Votoms. Oh, wow. oh, yes, that'll do it. Well, I came in and was like, okay, this is a very Votoms-esque show, but I don't necessarily want to talk about that unless I know you've seen Votoms. And then you started mentioning it, I was like, oh, okay. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, I watched Votoms, you know, I finished it like last week. Uh, Shining Heresy, very good. Yeah. yeah correct. <laughs> Big fan. Brilliantly oh. Shingetsu Heresy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I uh, I was ended up being really pleasantly surprised because I was like, I dig this, but I've, I've, I feel like Jackson will and like, it seems kind of mid, but in a way that's pleasant. And no, I think it ends really strongly. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I was in the middle. Like, I liked it, but... um. Especially when it was going through the class, you know, the bit with with Anna, and I was like, "Where's where's this going to go? What's happening here?" And then it ends up going in a hole in a way I didn't expect. Of just like, no, you have to just kill everyone because the like the, the prize is worth it. You have to do the things to do, to get the thing to do. Uh, and it was a show about you know Shingetsu not doubting that this was always worth it, and I thought that was really good. Yeah, there's no figures. I was looking. I was like, I want a model of these mechs. There's like, no, a fi there's like a figure of each of, of Shingetsu and Mangetsu, and that's it. This is period. Been, this has been the plight of the Grand Bomb fan for two years. There's nothing. <laughs> I mean, this is the, that's the tragic plight of the anime fan is that you can maybe yes. maybe get figures of like the girls, but you the robots no, they don't no. do this anymore. Yeah, I would love. I would. I would end up getting models of most of the robots in the show if they were available. There was a oh, it's another mech anime. There was a, I, there was a mech anime made by the people who did Code Geass that before it came out, it got figures and everyone, everyone I knew who watched Grandma was like, "Come on, man." What, what show was is that? obsolete? I can't. No, not obsolete. I can't remember what it was. Uh, it was like a oh, I can't remember. Um, it was like a sometime this year, early this year, or late last oh, okay. year. Obsolete has a Grand Bomb episode. What Wait, does that what? mean? Uh, obsolete, <laughs> obsolete. Urobuchi watched Grand Bomb. Oh, obsolete. Think. Is, I don't know. Oh, right. Obsolete is Urobuchi. Sorry, I got I got that confused with um like ID Zero. I don't remember. I was like, what are they? Yes. Yeah. Ob obsolete is obsolete the Urubuchi. is the one written that. by Urobuchi. The last episode is just a. It, they're wearing the school uniforms from Grand Belt. It's just a Grand Belt joke. I huh. love I, that's cool. I would love that if everybody's just like, "Damn, these these people, uh, I support what they're doing. That's nice." Yeah. Um. All right. Do we have anything else, or is that a podcast? I think that might be a podcast. Uh, I yeah, I don't have anything else. I don't think. Yeah. yeah, thank you very much for um, suggesting the show. We had a we had a better time than we expected. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Um, yeah, it was great. Uh, next time we will be back and we will be covering uh, weathering with you. Right, that's what that's called. Unless the schedule goes differently, but yes. 
Yes, yeah, should be weathering with you, and then after that will be the back half of uh, Gurren Lagann, and then who knows? After probably probably Akira Volume Two would actually be after that. Be my guess. I think we're ready to go back and read some more Akira, but I'm just saying, if something goes wrong and it's Gurren Lagann first, then don't blame us. That just might happen. I don't. I don't. A movie's going to be way easier. We could literally watch that and we record the haven't episode. scheduled these formally yet in our own DMs. That's true. That's I'm true. I'm just keeping the possibilities open. All right, fine. Red, would you like to plug anything? Uh. I, I guess if anyone is desperate to follow me on Twitter, I'm at gender underscore redacted. Otherwise, nah. Okay. Uh, Jackson. Um, yeah. <laughs> Why? Just fucking shut down for a second. No, sorry. I'm at headphones off at twitter.com. Um, you can find me and the podcast I'm on at abnormalmapping.com. Uh, me and M do a bunch of other stuff. If you've not listened to them, you should listen to Null Mapping. Uh, we're talking about video games. We did Gravity Rush 2 this month. That's um, a good yeah. game. Yeah, there's overlap in these fan bases. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at em underscore being. You can support all our podcasts at patreon.com slash normal mapping for $1 a month. You get the Great Gundam Project. We're watching Tournament Gundam and Planetes right now. Um, having a good time. We'll see if Planetes uh, manages to be good this week. We'll, f- we'll find out last week was not great. but Did, w- Was it the... Was it the- the moon it was the, travel episode. Yeah, it was the moon travel episode. Yeah, yes, that it, it was not very good. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and then yeah. right after that was a bunch of ninjas on the moon, ninja guys, yeah. Naruto fans. Yeah, yeah, I believe uh, it. No, but nobody said Date Bayo. So what are we even doing? <laughs> it here, was really? a complete waste of time. Why do you even do that if you're not gonna? God, yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, yeah. Goodbye. We'll see you next time. I'm